I hope he keeps like this whole little thing. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, oh, nice. Oh, I had some on my lip, man. <laughs> I, anyways, I was going to ask you, mm-hmm. uh, how, are, how are you doing? I'm good. My knee's feeling better. You got your breath bit. caught? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't need CPR? Not from you, hell no. <laughs> I'm adamantly denying CPR from you. <laughs> Thanks for the offer, but I'll take my chances upstairs. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Or down below, I mean, so, whatever happens. Well, hey, this is exciting news, though, that for our studio is going to be... We're under, moving. Yeah, we're moving. We're moving. Yeah. Uh, hopefully on like our YouTube... 10 vertical feet. <laughs> well, Not true, even. true. Uh, the... We're going to be going to the, the basement here, but we're going to take and use a bunch of stuff we were able to salvage, mm. and I think we're going to be able to make a pretty cool studio I'm excited. pretty quickly. I think within a couple of weeks, we're going to have yeah. a working uh, studio that is a little bit less than, say, a kitchen table here, which is technically, yeah. you know, our, our intro says the Thin Line Off-Road Studio, mm-hmm. but right here, my computer... From this kitchen table right here is literally where I operate 99% of Thin Line Off-Road, so we're not lying. I mean, this is the well, Thin it's, it's the office, not the studio, though. <laughs> okay, true, true. This is the Thin Line Off-Road <coughs> office, Excuse but we record here, too, yeah, so yeah. studio. But our, our studio is going to be upgraded. I mean, we're really kind of downgrading. We're going down 10 feet. Okay, all right. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. We want to get technical here. Let's talk about some truck stuff today. Do we have to? Well, I mean, this is the name of the show, Wheeling. So we got to talk about wheels. Okay, we can do that. Okay, fine. It's time to hit the trail, lock in those hubs, and throw it into low range. Because you are listening to Wheel It with Keith and Johnny Orange. Broadcasting from the Thin Line Off-Road Studio. They're here to talk about 4x4s, trucks, and everything to do with enjoying the great outdoors. Buckle up. Here's your hosts, Keith and Johnny Orange. So I got a question for you. Okay. Did you see the link I posted on 4x4 Talk? I finally found a Toyota that I'm 100% on board with getting. You know, I saw it, but I'm trying to remember. Hang on. Oh, the four BT swap, the diesel powered Prius. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I like I, that. That's pretty good. I could probably not fit in it, but I would drive that. <laughs> oh yeah, oh, that yeah. would be sweet. Yeah, for sure. That was that was pretty cool. I I, mean, I would take full advantage of all those green parking spaces too, <laughs> and I, I'd roast it. I'd probably blow through more diesel in that thing just smoking out, just mm. because I could. <laughs> I mean, it looked like an amazing build. Oh, my God. That was incredible. Swap a Cummins diesel into a yeah. Prius. If you look at the one the one scene in there, or one part, they're moving the camera past the front. There is no dashboard whatsoever in that thing. No. I'd be all right with it. As long as I can get a radio, I'm okay. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that was pretty cool. Um, yeah. I, I thought you were going to tell me about the... I don't know if you've seen it. There, somebody... It's it's a page, mm-hmm. and I I need to like like the page or something on Facebook. Mm-hmm. It's something along the lines of inappropriate nose swaps, and so so people Photoshop the wrong front end on the cars, and huh. somebody did a classic eighty series Toyota Land Cruiser with mm-hmm. a Prius front end on it. <laughs> it's so horrible. But when I mean, you, when you find that page, let me know. I'm curious to see that. Now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 
I saw that and I was like, oh, <laughs> so bad looking, so nice. Bad. Uh, well, you know, we're on episode forty-five now. Indeed. Yeah, we were talking about uh, what we we're going to do for episode forty-five. Mm-hmm. Um, playing on numbers. Could you come up with anything that was that was big on uh, for forty-five? I mean, I think it was the speed of records at some point in time. I, it I was. I didn't even think about that. RPMs. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hey, let's talk about that. Now, this isn't particularly an off-road thing, but it's a history thing. Have yeah. you ever seen a forty-five player for a car? No, I know they exist. I've heard of them. I've never actually seen one in person, though. Okay, yeah, I've seen one at a car show before, and then nice. somebody on one of the car pages I was on the other day posted pictures of uh, two awesome. different styles that were available. Nice. And I guess one, like the needle was spring-loaded, and it would just hmm. gouge the heck out of your records. Oh, I believe it. Some people said even if you hit a big bump, it would put the needle through the record. <laughs> <laughs> I, I still, and I'll find a way to do it if I can, it would have to be a, I'll say, quote-unquote, Jeep conglomerate-branded player. Okay. But I want to put an 8-track player in the Commando. Oh, yeah, why not? That would be cool. I had one in my uh, 56 <coughs> Chevy. Nice. And back when, you know, in the, the 90s when everybody was into car audio, mm-hmm. I went kind of the nerdy side of it, and I had taken and put a CD player. I was the first one of the first kids in our high school to have a CD player. Nice. I put a CD player in my 56 Chevy. Mm-hmm. Then I took and I had a converter that like plugged in. I don't remember exactly how it did it, but it was a tape deck converter. So if you mm-hmm. opened the glove box, dude, I also had a tape deck player in there and an eight track player. That is awesome. So you could play CDs, tapes, and eight tracks. I want that. Never mind. I want that. You want eight, that? I want eight track and tapes yeah. and AM FM. There you go. I don't even remember the radio in it's AM FM. It might only be AM. I, I can't remember. There, there's some company, I I never got the name of it, it's just one of those, somebody told me about this company at one point in time. They'll take the old AM radios, they can change the guts out, so everything, you know, it'll mount the same, install the same, run the same, mm-hmm. but it's AM and FM. Oh, yeah, no, I in fact, um, there's a bunch of antique car places that do that, and then oh. what they do is some of them... I didn't know that big of a thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> They'll put the, the modern guts in it, so they get rid mm-hmm. of the tubes and everything, and then some of them... There's some that are so popular that they just make the radios all hmm. new, but they look like the old ones. That's cool. But uh, some of them, for the ones where they will reconvert them for you, mm-hmm. they'll take and they'll etch in the back of the glass, so it's like almost like ghosted the FM stations. Nice. So when you're looking at it in real glance, it just looks like the AM stations. Yeah. <clears throat> but then you go and you um, go to That's dial cool. it. That's cool. Yeah, it's pretty neat. There's there's a lot of cool technology that you yeah, can do I, with I definitely that. want to do something with that. Type of I don't want to use the word retro look to it, but that old school look like that. Did you see that? Um, <coughs> I think me. I shared it on maybe four by four talk or something. Did you mm-hmm. see the fifty one fifty two Chevy that the people were overlanding in pickup truck? I don't remember. Had the camper in the back of it. It's exactly like Vaguely. what I would love to do with my fifty three pickup, mm-hmm. and that has a radio that is. Uh, curved on the hmm. dashboard. It's it's got a weird one, and they're like like five hundred dollars for. They're wow. they're not cheap, but I would love because mine's got the factory radio delete plate in there. Mm-hmm. But I'd like to have a radio in it, so yeah. to get one of those someday. That'd be cool. I mean, obviously, right now I most of my listening. In fact, the radio doesn't even work in Project Excursion mm-hmm. so anymore. It hasn't worked in well. It worked once yesterday for like two <laughs> hours. Nice, but uh, 
So I just listen to earbuds, you know, through you know the podcasts I listen to, and then yeah. occasionally music and other shows I listen to. I, I'm happy on, on the note of functioning radios. My radio completely works again, better than it did before in Pegasus. Nice. And as of today, today marks three days on the road of of driving it without issues so far. Yeah. Whatever else I can cross. Knock on wood there. <laughs> Knock on wood. Yeah, I, I've I've experienced it a couple times. It's it's. A weird little squeal. It sounds like a belt squeal. Okay. Can't figure out what it is. Well, it's it's happened and it goes away. I, uh, I think I got thinking about that. I think I know mm-hmm. what that is. Hmm. Well, you said that the one time when you took it out, there was like some walnuts or something jammed in the top. Uh, yeah, I found uh, I, it was next to the starter. I didn't know if it came yeah. out of the bell housing or not. The squeal is probably the squirrel that's stuck in there. Oh, it's possible. Yeah. I mean, maybe. <laughs> oh. No, the other day I heard it three times on the way home from my buddy's house. Once mm. yesterday and once today. Gotcha. So it's not completely gone. It's it's getting quieter, whatever it is. Oh, okay. I think it's just something breaking in or wearing in a little bit. Yeah. I, I don't know. I checked all the oil levels on everything. Belts are tight. So I just, I have no idea what it is. But it's it's running good, shifting good, stays yep. in gear. No I'm still nervous no. when I'm shifting it that I'm going to hear that noise. But I'm getting less and less nervous, you know, every time I'm driving it. It is so. amazing sometimes when you put something uh, or you do a major change to your rig or mm-hmm. your vehicle and how different it rides, drives. Oh, my God. I, I've got a stock clutch in it now. Yeah. Technically used, but I don't even think the thing had 10 miles on it. Okay. It, it was out of that one that uh, you went with me to get down by, I don't even remember where that was, like Wyandotte or whatever. Okay. And I, I threw that, and it was the best one I had. And it, it's like a completely different Jeep. Yeah. I mean, I, I swear it's driving better with that. Oh, it could be. Could be. I, I full well believe it. You know, I'm wondering how much performance loss I actually had running that performance clutch. And I'm wondering, too, if maybe that wasn't a little more worn out than I thought. That's always a possibility. Is this, I mean, it's it's driving way better. Yeah. And I, I can't explain it. Well, I'm, <laughs> I really glad, I'm glad to hear it. I'm, oh, I'm not complaining. It's awesome. I'm glad to hear she's on the road. Yeah, I, I am, too. The only issue I did run into... Now, when I was putting the, the, the cable back on for the transfer case shifter, mm-hmm. I've got to readjust it. Something shifted just enough when I, you know, disassembly, reassembly, I've got to readjust it. So I, I thought that might be where the noise was coming from, so I just disconnected it for now. Just mm-hmm. a little quick link. So everything's there. I mean, if I had to get 4 by 4 I'd just have to, you know, do it manually. Yeah. Which not that big a deal if I have to, I have to. Yeah, exactly. But it's running, it's driving, it's stopping. My radio works, the heat works. Congratulations. Thank you. She hates the cold with a passion. That ah, motor so, just worn out. I need to adjust the valves. Mm. That's probably the biggest thing. I don't I know. So. I have no idea when they were last done. Okay. I've driven it over the service interval to do them. It has adjustable valves. Yes. Ew. Supposed to do them like every fifteen thousand miles, I think. Yeah. For the FSM. I've driven a lot more than that, so I know they need adjusting. For, for our listeners that um, are not that familiar with Project or Pegasus, uh, Pegasus <laughs> project here, uh, it's a Jeep TJ, but it does not have a four liter in it anymore. It has a OM617 five cylinder Mercedes diesel. Yeah, three liter. <laughs> yeah, three. three I, I said five cylinder. Dr- yeah. Yeah, three liter. Yep. yep. I dropped a liter and a cylinder. <laughs> Which, speaking of that, um, and this is not an episode about that, although we should do one of those in the Ooh, future someday. Oh, that's all right. Um, 
it, you know, we should do uh, an episode in the future is the, did you see on the museum page mm. that um, it's the anniversary of the Mercedes diesel? No, I didn't. Yeah. Um, or was that the one you posted about the Unimog? Or is that a different one? Yes, I think okay. so. Yes, um, <clears throat> I read through that. Yeah, briefly. It, it was um, it was an anniversary. It was a couple days ago mm-hmm. that it was, or maybe it was maybe it wasn't the Unimog one. But um, okay. I don't have the exact date now on the yeah. top of my mind. It's kind of gone and passed. But mm-hmm. last week was the anniversary of the introduction of the Mercedes diesel. Oh, and I didn't it, the Mercedes that, that was the first successful passenger car diesel engine. Oh yeah, and the roots mm-hmm. of your engine go back to that original engine. They oh did, yeah, so. They, that, the roots to that one, like you said, they go back, well, back to what's his name in Germany. Yeah. <laughs> I think your cat's getting in there. What? Yeah. They're hungry. <clears throat> but, yeah. uh, anyways, <laughs> uh, on this episode, listeners, uh, in case you have not figured out what we are uh, talking about, we're kind of rambling around. we got a lot of things going on, <laughs> but there is a bit of 4x4 four four news um, this week. We'd like to talk about some of that. I guess you just told us about Project Pegasus. Yes. Uh, I can tell you a little bit about Project Excursion okay. before we go to break. Um, Project Excursion, as you know, now has actual tires with tread on them. Mm-hmm. And They're very nice. I, think, I like the wheels a lot. <laughs> I think I was mumbling about this 30 episodes ago. Probably. About having bald tires, but mm-hmm. uh, no, she did not get the 37s that it was planned for yet. Yet, <laughs> um, I, I do have another plan in my mind for mm-hmm. going to larger tires eventually. I went to the same 285, 75, 16s that were on it. However, for the first time in my 4x4 daily driver life in at least almost a decade now, I don't have BFG all terrains. I, I've been a BFG all-terrain guy for my daily drivers. I didn't know you were one of them. Yeah, well, you know, I've had <laughs> they're great tires. I'm they not are, but deny that. I mean, I've had Swampers on the on <clears> the <throat> um, Land Cruiser. I had yeah. Pro Comps on the Land Cruiser. Um, trying to think what else I had on. Well, no, I mean, I did have on the F two fifty. I had Pro Comps for a little while, and then, but they were on it when I got it, and yeah. then I went to some Federal Courageous that I had gotten like dirt cheap or something, or mm-hmm. no. Be- I have that backwards. It had Federal Courageous on it when I got it, and then I got some used Pro Comps and threw it on there. Nice. But actually, purchase <coughs> purchasing tires. I've been going or newer tires. I've been going with BFG All Terrains. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, a friend of mine, Osvaldo, um, he has an excursion, and he happened to be over uh, dealing with some other stuff that I was selling him, and he saw the thirty seven sitting there, and he's like, "Man, I really want to buy those." We ended up working out a deal where. He gave me some cash plus the brand new Cooper Discoverers, I think they're nice. called, or Adventurers. Cooper Adventurers. I think they were Adventurers. Yeah, yeah. Cooper Adventurers, which Cooper is, I believe, <clears throat> the only uh, tire company that makes all of their products in the United States still. I think so, yeah. Yeah. Um, I haven't talked to the rep in a long he time. He had just <laughs> bought these tires. They only have a little under 7,000 miles on them. They're like brand nice. new. Plus, I got his wheels. We, we actually jacked up his excursion. And my excursion right next to each other, and we swapped all the wheels over. <laughs> That's I didn't so know he, about that. He has That's the bald awesome. all terrains now, <laughs> and I've got his aluminum wheels that have been painted kind of that gunmetal gray with the center like it. caps. It's, it looks like a shot blast finish. They're really nice. Yeah, I like I, I, I liked the fact that I got rid of some of the chrome. I hate God. I hate chrome with but such a passion. Back to what we were talking about earlier. Mm-hmm. 
that first day when I drove to work, I'm like, where's my where's my all-terrain hum? <laughs> I mean, these are an all-terrain tire, but they don't hum like the BFGs, yeah. or at least like worn-out BFGs with 100,000 miles on them. <laughs> yeah. And no wobble, no nothing, and I'm just, but now I'm like, is my front end okay? Like, I mean, I, I've been asking myself those questions for three days because it's been longer than I thought I really care to admit or figure out since I've been able to drive Pegasus. Yeah. So it's all these noises. I'm like, I can't remember if that was normal or not. Mm. <laughs> Most of the answer to that is yes. Yeah. <laughs> Still, it's like, all right, I don't remember, don't remember. No, I think that's normal. Exactly. I mean, it's, I'm starting to remember now on day three here. Mm-hmm. So I, I still, I'm, I'm about halfway through this tank of fuel. I got to finish this out and one more, and then I'm going to change that oil and pray to God and any maker anywhere that there's no big chunks or teeth on the magnet. Let's hope, man. Oh, I'm going to be pissed. I'm going to, that will not be a good day. <laughs> well, let's hope. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, I, we've covered our, our personal stuff. Why don't we talk about some of our national 4x4 news uh, when we come back? Sounds good. See you in a bit. Hey, it sounds like it's time to swap out that old engine for something better, John. Yeah, man, but I have so much into my trans and transfer case set up already. I don't want to change those, too. Sounds like you need to call Quick Draw Brand Adapters. They specialize in conversion bell housings for nearly all diesel and gasoline engines, including the new 2.8R Cummins. You know, I like weird engines, though. I want something different. Then you definitely need to visit quickdrawbrand.com today. They have those hard-to-find parts... They also have used diesel engines available. You can call them at 513-446-9654. Cool, I'll do that. See what they have. Thanks. So I, I gotta <coughs> say, I gotta say, John, that was um, that was the most politics we've ever covered on a uh, on a break. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I didn't know anything about that particular individual, and now I know more than I care to. What? What? <laughs> I thought we were making a political joke here. I was talking about the cat politics. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah. Well, they, we'll ignore the, the rest We're, of we're apparently out of cat food at the Thin Line Off-Road Studio, and we have four cats. Um, mm-hmm. Yes, we're cat hoarders. Yeah, you uh, don't have four. You got like eight. Yeah, well, I know. I they, swear. They, they just seem to be everywhere all yeah. the time. And they were actually causing problems during the last part of the podcast. Uh, we could hear, you might have heard, even heard them hissing in the background, and they're all fighting. So uh, we need to go get some cat food for them. Uh, in the meantime, they are eating some Swedish meatballs. So, But uh, there was definitely some politics of... I, I told you how to solve the problem. Just don't feed them. They're going to fight. You know, the loser will be eaten by the rest of them, and then you're good for a couple days. Yeah, the thing is, is, I'm not really... They're all kind of scrappy. I'm not sure who would win. That, that cross-eyed one. The cross-eyed crazy one? color cast, cross-eyed cat. The I, Siamese? Yeah. She'd win? You ever see those things? She, she's the most docile of them all, though. That's what they want you to think. Oh, that's the, Then <laughs> were we discussing this last night? Okay. The whole the feral cat domesticated thing? True. <laughs> yeah, they're not domesticated. They just live. No. They choose to live with us. Yeah, yeah. That's all it is. Yeah, they allow us to live with them, you mean. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right, enough talk, enough talk about cats. Um... <laughs> So in in four by four or automotive news, we got a number of things. I've got one. I I, I remember. Oh, you, you I kept forgetting something. it, and I remembered it. I don't think it's quite four wheel related. There's four wheels on it. Starting in 2021, the DeLorean's coming back. 
Yeah. Um, an approximate estimation. Yeah, no, I've seen that. Yeah. Um, the DeLorean Motor Company out of Texas yep. has purchased the... I thought we talked about this before. We may have briefly now that yeah. I say it all. <laughs> they they purchased the remaining stock of DeLorean parts. He, yeah, years the ago. guy went through. He bought everything he could find that mm-hmm. was original. Bought yeah. all the rights, blueprints, everything. I think he. I think from what I read, it said that he has enough parts to completely build about seven hundred cars. Mm-hmm. With ninety five percent original new old stock, I believe it, and uh, the rest of it would have to be fabricated. Um, yeah, made. The, but the article I read said they they figured that initial release is going to be around four hundred vehicles. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's <clears throat> the same but updated, and then uh, they're looking at an initial purchase cost of around a hundred grand. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, considering it right now the current price of a um, a well, either a restored or a very mm. well maintained DeLorean is up around that fifty range. Oh, yeah. I can see it. Yeah. Oh, the yeah. You, the problem with a lot of DeLoreans is so they made a little over eight thousand of them. Mm-hmm. So they're not that rare. Yeah. But a lot of people, when they were selling them for about half price of new, mm-hmm. purchased them and garage kept them, thinking that they were going to ha- be worth a fortune in the future. Yeah. And they really, I mean, they appreciated quite a bit over the purchase mm-hmm. price, but they're they're not. What what gave the credit to them anyways was Back to the Future. Well, yeah, they were they were almost had it uh, not been unknown. for that, they'd yeah. probably be nothing. People <laughs> be thinking of like a Fiero or something. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, just look at like for um, the museums. Uh, yesterday, we had the um, the history of the release. Or it was like, I guess it would be eleven years since the release of the H three T Hummer Ugh. truck, and they don't, they didn't even make three thousand of those. Really? Yeah. People are oh, thinking wow. that those are going to be a collector item in the future. <laughs> but please, God, no. I mean, you know, I don't like them. I mean, think those about they, and the H twos. They made less less of those than they made DeLoreans. So. Well, maybe in the future. So we'll see. But yeah, something like a Mad Max movie or yeah. something. <laughs> well, you know, keep keeping on that the GM um, news section there. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you read that GM is killing off Holden? I did not. Do you know who Holden is? No. <laughs> Someone uh, was supposed to send me a reminder to read oh about my that. God. Okay, so Holden is. It's a very old, and we could do a Holden episode someday, although they don't really have a ton of off-road history. They, mm-hmm. they did a little bit, but um, Holden Holdings, I think is what they were called, mm-hmm. which is kind of weird, um, started like 1847, and oh, I don't wow. know what they made prior to getting into the automobile business, Carriages. but possibly, <laughs> but they were Australia, New Zealand. Okay. And so... And then they would export to the Philippines and Thailand and all up and down and things like that. Every mm-hmm. every place is kind of close out that way. Well, um, Holden uh, was per- was making their own cars, and then at some point, and I don't know the full history of it, GM came in and purchased Holden and continued to uh, keep them as a brand over there, specifically, you know, uh, for that market. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a little bit of crossover where. Holden produced what became the last generation Pontiac GTO for the U.S. market. Okay, that's actually a, that's actually a Holden vehicle mm. that's been rebadged. Nice. Um, GM also um, 
Oh, I'm trying to think of another. Oh, the uh, the last generation of the Chevy Caprice, which was law enforcement only, which mm-hmm. I think ran up to like 2012 or 13, um, was a Holden vehicle that was brought hmm. over here. So Holden has a lot of history with like muscle cars, and they build the Holden Monero, which is like a El Camino type vehicle. Went all the way through. Well, Holden, uh, GM just decided, as GM has been doing for the last 20 years, just to axe the brand entirely. Uh, They'd been taking a lot of their products, such as the Trailblazer and other vehicles, and rebranding them as Holdens for over there. Mm -hmm. And there there has not been a lot of products that Holden made that was specifically like their own vehicle anymore. It was just a lot of rebranded crap. Yeah. And so... Unfortunately, the name is even going away now. So That's a bummer. Yeah, I mean, it's just a lot of history there. You know, when a car company's been in business for over 100 years, yeah, it, it's, it's just, just sad. Yeah. yeah. But hmm. um, so that that's from the GM side of things. Uh, Chrysler on the other end. <laughs> and you know where I'm going with this. We discussed a few things. The Gladiator has been in the news a lot yeah. this last week. A lot. Now... I don't know. You want to start with kind of the funny, or do you want to start with the bad of it? Because we've got both. I have a different note on it. You have another note. It's not so much on the Gladiator. I don't think it was a Gladiator. Okay. The uh, the Bill Murray one. Okay. Was yeah. that a Gladiator? Yeah, that's a Gladiator. Yeah. I actually I've only seen part of that commercial. I didn't watch any of the commercials from that day. Well, that was part of what I was going to talk about too. Okay. But uh, go ahead. Yeah. Um, it's for sale in Carroll, Michigan. The one from the commercial. Yeah. And my, my dad was actually telling me about that before we discussed it. Yeah. Apparently, it was still full of uh, fur from the... Groundhog. Yeah, that groundhog. I, yeah. I almost said Which the beaver. Which groundhog. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they're asking $54,000 for it. Mm-hmm. Um, it is a Rubicon Gladiator, a yep. bright red Rubicon Gladiator. They used two for the commercial. Mm. The one that's in Caro is the one that had all of the interior driving scenes that did have the groundhog in it. Nice. The other one did not have the groundhog in it. I didn't know there were two. Yeah. <laughs> nice. I, I read the article on it. and nice. So it's for sale in Carroll, Michigan. Um, for Now it's technically a used vehicle for approximately like ten grand under MSRP. Yeah. There's one thing I, I remember, or my dad said they were saying about it, is that they're not doing it to make a profit. No. Like, they're not bumping it up because of that. They're just selling it as that. They're selling Which, it as a used truck. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. That's kind of cool. It is. I'd love to have it in the museum. That would be sweet. But I'm going to drive that if we get that thing. <laughs> I mean, it'd be a really neat vehicle to have there. Oh, yeah. But, you know, maybe that kind of rolls into... Although, before we even go to that, um, he, they even said they've had people come by just to take pictures with it. I believe it's it. It's become a, kind of a celebrity thing. Yeah. Uh, and the reason that they it was in the commercial was when they went to go film the commercial, they couldn't find enough of those trucks that were... They needed two that were identical, and yeah. so it was a last-minute thing. It was essentially borrowed from the dealer lot, and huh, nice. that's what happened. But, you know, like we said, they're asking 54000 for it. Reasonable. And, and that kind of goes into... <laughs> if well, that hasn't, if that hasn't sold, I'd be surprised. It, they, well, true. But that kind of goes into the next part of the news. Yeah. Um, Fiat Chrysler has announced that Gladiator sales have been dismal. Um, or not necessarily dismal, but they have not been... Below at, expectations. Yeah, they, they yeah. projected sales on it. And I don't have I the sales... I totally believe that. I don't have the sales numbers in front yeah. of me. But... They're not selling like they thought they would sell. I, I totally believe it. I mean, it's it's a big price point for a 
Oh, I hate to say it this way. Not even a halftime truck. A toy truck. A toy truck, yeah. I hate to say it that way, but, you know, you you put that side by side to a, you know, well, I don't think they're called K-1500s anymore, but, you know, 1500 series. Yeah, you put that next to a, you know, base series Silverado. I mean, can it move stuff? Sure. As well as those? No. Yeah. It's a toy. I mean, it's... Well, yeah, I I mean... I still want one. By comparison, the same manufacturer, the Ram Tradesman, Mm -hmm. which is the base model Dodge Ram, 1500 Ram Tradesman, MSRP $26,000. Really? The base model, like vinyl interior base model. It's it's the cheapest truck you can buy today. I didn't know that, actually. A couple options. It gets up to about that 3031 range. Yeah. You're still, I mean, you're just a little over half price of the Gladiator. I never realized it was that big of a difference. I've not ever, I've never priced out a new vehicle myself. Well, that's that's what people are saying. And then um, one of the... Might have been one of the forums I'm in or something. I don't even remember now. This week's gone by like a flash. But yeah. somebody had said it is priced out. The 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 main competitor currently to the Gladiator mm-hmm. is the Toyota Tacoma. And they were saying you can do a fully loaded Toyota Tacoma with like all the bells and whistles, the off-road package and everything mm-hmm. for still like 15 grand under what you can get a, gla- a similar Rubicon Gladiator for. Jeez. And so they're they're just they've priced themselves and the Tacoma has more of a carrying capacity and a yeah. tow rating. So, you know, man, what's going on here? Like Jeep, you know, we love I love the look of the Gladiator. Oh god, I do too. I think it's a great looking vehicle. Yeah. I think it has a lot of potential. You know, yeah. is this a price gouging thing? Is this a, you know, we've put so much mm. money into it, we've got to get this much back? What's going on? Why is it so expensive? Yeah, I don't know on that. I said, I know they're coming out with the diesel, was it this year or next year or something? I think it's next yeah. model year, so this year we'll start seeing them, yeah. hopefully. And, I mean, even that, I know is... Well, let's add another ten grand to the price yeah, now for the that's, diesel. that's what I was going to say. You're, you're adding a lot more to the price for that. That would be cool. Yeah, don't get me wrong. If I had that kind of money, I'd get one. <laughs> and, and I believe an announcement I re- uh, read is that the diesel will not be available with the manual. Yeah, and about that, that uh, yeah, I, I'd. You're not too happy about that. Well, no, that's a given. But if I were to be spending the kind of money for that, I'm going to spend the extra and make it happen. I don't care if I got to buy the parts from the dealer and install <laughs> them myself. I'm getting me a manual trans diesel Gladiator at some point in time. Yeah. I'll buy it or I'll build it. I mean, I'd rather build it, but yeah, I'd, it'd be a lot easier and quicker to just buy it. Well, uh, you know, which honestly that amazes me, being based off the Wrangler line that they don't have a, a manual option. That that blows me away. You know, and and maybe we can talk Chad over at Quick Draw mm-hmm. into building some parts for that. Actually, you know what? I wonder what, if it's that two point eight diesel. Well, <laughs> pardon me. Right now, what he's doing is he is. Um, He's actually working on diesel swaps for the uh, the 2.8 GM diesel. Simil- Interesting. They're similar architecture between mm-hmm. them, but they're not the same engine. I didn't even know there was one. <laughs> yeah, well, this, so the GM Duramax is the 2.8 one that get in the van and stuff. Okay. And in the Silverado truck. Nice. I believe. But, uh, yeah, he's he's working on some stuff for that. Nice. And it's not a secret. He put it on his Instagram yeah. just a little while ago. So, But I don't know, man. Um, so, you know... That price thing with the Gladiator Scale. Now, the the last thing that, man, I don't even know how this happens. Uh-oh. You know where I'm going with it, right? 
I don't know right now, and I'm I'm starting to get scared. What's, <laughs> what's happening? What's going on? The Gladiator at the Chicago Auto Show. Mm-hmm. Had, oh yeah, <laughs> they they had an indoor course, indoor off road course to display to the people coming to the show. <laughs> the Gladiator got stuck <laughs> on its own indoor <laughs> off road course that was designed for the Gladiator. That is absolutely hilarious, and obviously a result of very poor planning. Oh. <laughs> if, I don't know. I've only seen parts of the video. Mm-hmm. It, it appears to be high-centered. Yeah, I think that's what it was. And which there was a number of people that, when the Gladiator was coming out, that said, this thing's too long, it's mm-hmm. not for off-roading, and they might have proved their point, you know. Yeah. Pe- people were saying that this should come from the factory with 37s on it. I'd be okay with that. <laughs> yeah. I mean. Yeah. Because 37s are the new 35 or new 33. Yep. Why not? Put yeah. 37s on it from the factory, lift that it up be a little sweet. bit. That would be sweet. You know, I could see, in fact, I could see that. If you're going to buy something that's a $60,000 truck, which, by the way, I'm not spending sixty grand on a new vehicle anytime soon. If I'm doing anything close to that, it's going to be that Cybertruck. Yeah, okay. I'm trying to remember. That was was it like 76. It was either 69, a 69K or 76K, something like that. Yeah. It was for like the fully loaded tri-motor option. Yeah. But any, anyways, back on point. But yeah, back, um, <clears throat> but you're talking with this Gladiator now. Um, you're spending all that kind of money. Now... People will spend on a brand new vehicle, or you know, if you're an enthusiast, they might spend an extra ten grand or fifteen grand on wheels, tires, lift kit. Yeah, you know, maybe some bumpers, things like that. If they made the Gladiator at that sixty thousand dollar price point mm-hmm. with a factory lift kit, factory big tires. It's not going to cost Fiat Chrysler another ten grand to do that. Oh no! You're talking taller springs, maybe a little bit different work suspension, yeah. a little bit more rubber. Throw a winch on it, you know. Well, the winch I could see being an option. Still, an option, yeah. Yeah, I mean, even building it up just a little bit. Yeah. I mean, it, it would there be some change in production cost? Absolutely. But if you if you can, the markup on that stuff's so big. Anyways, they've got room to work now. By all means, I am no, I'm no uh, Fiat Chrysler exec or, mm-hmm. but I remember reading when they were hinting about the Jeep truck coming out mm-hmm. that their idea was to essentially replace what the old the old S10 and Ranger and Dakota were mm-hmm. a simple pickup truck that you could get with your you know your manual if you wanted but simple yeah. truck that people could use commuter truck mm-hmm. that was the idea for the gladiator yeah not at that price but what happened yeah i mean you know yeah you can buy a new s10 well not quite 10 years ago mm-hmm. um 14 years ago you could buy a brand new s10 for 16 grand you know yeah. 18 grand of course time value of money would be more today you know i've i get such a hard time seeing some of these prices on vehicles like that but i've always had or been around used yeah. You know, I've been in new, but God, they're so expensive. Well, you know, and that what's funny about that is you know, people buy new vehicles mm-hmm. and they they think that okay, I'm getting a deal or value or this and that. 
I listen to that Dave Ramsey guy a lot, mm-hmm. and he he said something multiple times on his podcast about new vehicles, and I didn't it didn't really click with me, but I actually looked it up, and he was one hundred percent correct mathematically. Mm-hmm. You should never consider buying a brand new vehicle unless you have a million dollars in net worth. And the reason behind that is when you drive a brand new vehicle off of the lot, it mm-hmm. loses about a quarter of its value. Oh, yeah. So figure you buy a $40,000 vehicle. Mm-hmm. You're driving it off the lot, and you're losing $10,000. Mm-hmm. Like that. Boom. You've just lost $10,000. Yeah. For you to be able to justify losing $10,000 like that... Mm-hmm. You have to be at that million dollar price point. Yeah, I believe it. You know, and that doesn't mean you have to have a million dollars in the bank. It just mm-hmm. means your net worth. You know, you yeah. paid for a home. Uh, you know, all these other things, all your investments together, mm-hmm. million dollars. Because at a million dollars, a ten thousand dollar loss is only one percent. Yeah, you can lose one percent of your income. But you know, if your net worth is only two hundred thousand dollars, losing yeah. ten thousand dollars. Yeah. Significant. Yeah, that's a pretty. That's five percent of your net yeah. worth. That's it mathematically doesn't. I'd never thought about that before. But yeah. So I mean, no offense to our automotive producers out there that listen to this podcast, but you know, your stuff's too much, man. I'll say it. <laughs> we need to. We need to bring back the base model. Yeah. Enjoyable no vehicles. Yeah. Yeah. MFM radio and a heater. Exactly. Maybe AC if you insist upon it. Yeah, there you go. I mean, I love my AC. Don't get me wrong. I miss it so much. But, (laughs) you know, it's it doesn't have to be all this fancy crap all the time. Oh, my God. Exactly. You know, it's cool and all, but good Lord. (laughs) I don't need in-dash screen. I don't need... I don't want touch screen. I don't want navigation. Multiple zone climate control. I I want buttons and dials. Yep, buttons and Buttons, dials, and levers. That's perfect. Yep. That's perfect. Um, you know, I, I back to the Chicago Auto Show thing. They they well, did. Before we get into that, how about we take a quick break here? Yeah, sure. Because we're, we're being pointed at. I guess I'll deal with that angrily. So <laughs> we'll do that. Get some more refreshments and be right back. Is your septic system ready for the spring rains and melting snow? Let the experts at ABC Home and Commercial Services inspect your tank and properly pump it. A little preventative maintenance goes a long way in avoiding a system failure. Call ABC Home and Commercial Services today at 810-794-5678 and they'll be on their way. A septic pump is as easy as ABC. ABC Home and Commercial Services, 810-794-5678. That's 810-794-5678. So before you so rudely cut me off there. I'm sorry, I thought we were at time. Nah, it's all right. (laughs) Um, All I was going to say is at least at the Chicago Auto Show, the Gladiator got rescued by another Jeep. They threw a tow strap on it with another Jeep. It would have been humiliating if it was like a Toyota or something. Oh, yeah, yeah. Or the the guy from the Daiwoo booth pulls off (laughs) the Kia. It was little smart cars or something. That would have been great. Oh, it really would have. It really would have. Oh, man. You know, so... Uh, we got a couple other things in the news. We do have a winner on your challenge on my I tattoo. I still don't remember who suggested I thought it was you who suggested that. It could be. It could be. But, I don't remember. Uh, Mr. <laughs> Steven Schulte, congratulations. You're going to be getting a thin line off-road. Uh, from what I understand, he messaged me. He said 2XL. Uh, going to try to get that out probably Saturday. Uh, work's busy right now with a day job. but It'll be on the way. Yeah, it'll be on the way. We'll get that to you. I have been also thinking about um, 
you know, figuring out what we can do to get more people with the wheel and audience. I was thinking about maybe doing a daily trivia or something. I'm not sure. I haven't quite figured this one I, out. So yet. I actually had a thought. You had a thought. I haven't talked to you or producer Andrew about this. I've talked to one other per- or two other people. They both really liked the idea. How uh, much is this going to cost me? Uh, you nothing. Oh, me no- okay. No, I'm, I'm no. all ears. I am all ears. <laughs> Let's uh, at most I might need a little bit of time uh, with a microphone. It's just something I'd be able to do after or before a show every week. Okay, I'll unscrew one. You can take it with you. What do you need the microphone for? <laughs> so I've tossed up the idea. You've seen a lot of the cooking stuff that I've been doing and posting about lately. Uh, I've tossed up the idea of doing like a cooking with Johnny Orange thing. The problem is it's not going to be able to be video. It's going to have to be, you know, like narrated pictures and steps kind of thing. Oh, I mean, I, I, I don't have one, somebody else to hold the camera. I have, <laughs> I, have, I have no problem with that. I think that's great. It, it was a thought. I was going to see what everybody thinks. No, if, I, if, I encourage it. I encourage yeah. it. If you want to do... It'd uh, be like, you know, probably every other week or something like that. Okay. And it'd just be, you know, something I'm cooking at home or something. I mean, you can do like a gimmick, like... Over in uh, Europe and stuff, where they have like the the ladies do the topless cooking shows or something. No, no, I don't want this stuff to be in late night prime time. You're not going to be doing something like no, that. No no no, 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 no. No, I'd be just something you know at home. Okay. I mean, as you know, just about everything I do is with cast iron. That's mm-hmm. something anybody can do anywhere. You can use it sure. on any heat source. So kind of a multi universal thing. I, I only support this if you bring in the food that you make. <laughs> And we it's get to possible. eat it. It's possible. It's possible. We could we could do some videos here at some point in time of it, too, perhaps. Do I need to set up a kitchen for you or something? Or? No, no, no. I'd actually bring everything I need. Okay. I mean, I just need a counter and to use your stove. But yeah. oven, that'd be about no, it. No, I'm, I'm down. I... <laughs> it's just a thought. It, it's, it's just something I've been snowballing for a while. Okay. And like I said, unfortunately, it would be like narrated pictures at first. Okay. And I mean, they'd they'd move. It's not gonna be stagnant or anything like that. No, I mean, but I, it was I'm just down. a thought, just something. I mean, what do you guys think? Let, let, let us know. Put it on four by four talk or on the Jenny Orange page. Let me Comment know. Comment you on think. YouTube or that. Yeah, leave wherever. Us, leave us another thumbs down. Whoever that Speaking was. Speaking of, yeah, we we had our first thumbs down on one of our. It was uh, the last episode. Dana yeah, the Dana forty four episode. Yeah. Um, I mean, the feedback's appreciated, but tell us why, please. Yeah. You know, if you're still listening, I hope. <laughs> you know, I'm just curious. You never know. Yeah, I mean, it's possible it was an accident. I just, I'd love to know what did they not like about it. You know, tell us, we'll fix it if we can. The show, this well, <laughs> but the show is not for everyone. No, no, you know, that's what, okay. What amazes me is we don't I, have more. Well, <laughs> no, but I, I talk to people. Mm-hmm. Um, and that are fans of the show. Oh yeah, I run into them here and there. Yeah, and you know, and I say to them like, "What do you, what do you even like about it? Like, <laughs> you know, you listen to us for an hour, mm-hmm. and again and again, I get people say, and this actually just happened with Osvaldo the other day when he came over with his excursion. Mm-hmm. He was listening to one of our older episodes on Apple Podcasts on mm-hmm. his way over, and he said, "Well, he's first of all, he said it was weird because." It sounded like he was having a conversation with me, and then he got out of the vehicle. I got a and, comment on that. Well, <laughs> hang on real quick. But guys that I've talked to, true car guys mm-hmm. and gals, but mostly car guys, that listen to this show say that the, our format, the way we do things, it's educational, but at the same point, they 
feel like they are part of a conversation yeah. about a topic and they like that. Like they feel and I've heard from more than one person where they said they have like answered the radio or they've or you know they they've talked back to it. I got so, a quick note about that when you when you Well, I was just saying, yeah, that was kind of my thought. They were saying <laughs> yeah. they talk back and they're just like they feel like and that's one of the things where I eventually hope that we can bring on live callers and stuff yeah. because people want to talk to us. They want to converse with us yeah. about this. So, so go ahead, John. I'm going to call my own mom out on spotlight here. Oh, my God. That was, <laughs> you're talking about just a few minutes ago? Yeah, so it, a little different on, on the same note, though. So she's had a few times she said she's been listening to the show and thinks I'm right there, and she answers me. Or comments to me. she's listening to you. Or to you, even, thinking we're right there. Yeah. She likes it. And uh, so not not, not, to, not making funny of here, Mom. Uh, we do the live shows periodically. Uh, this is not live, obviously. No, Patty, <laughs> this is live right now. You can answer John right now, no matter who you <laughs> no, So she, she, they were watching an episode on Drive to Ohio or Back From or whatever. And she was commenting on it, and then uh, Keith goes, and everybody have a Merry Christmas. And I said, everybody, Happy New Year. And then they realized it was an old episode. Yeah. (laughs) No, when we go live, we we put it out there, what is it, a couple days or a week ahead of time, the next one's going to be live. we try to, yeah. Yeah, and when we do that, you can comment on the stream. Uh, Producer Andrew's sitting there at the computer, ready to respond. Mm Mm-hmm. And we go from there. We should do a live episode. We haven't done one in a while. I've actually heard of a product through another show that I um, listened to. Mm-hmm. And apparently, people create an account and they put it on this. And it's, oh, it, it's slipping from my mind right now. But it, mm-hmm. it, there's, I guess there's a constant like scrolling feed of comments. Mm-hmm. Not like you'd have on Facebook or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um Man, I, I'm totally. <laughs> I I had it at the tip of my tongue there. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Anyways, it's it's that's what it is. Is they listen and then they're part of it. And it's not like Patreon or something where they have to. Maybe they have to subscribe. I mm-hmm. I don't know. But if I think of it again, or if I think it in the after show, I'll I'll. Uh, yeah. You know, I'll I'll mention it. But it, it's maybe something like that where we can do that. You know, that'd be interesting. Well, yeah. That, okay. There there's a good question for our listeners. Mm-hmm. And if you want to talk about it on 4 by 4 Talk or if there's someplace else, reach out. Would you rather, um, you know, comment on something, you know, like online after the fact? But if you want to be part of the show itself, would you rather call in like so many other shows mm-hmm. do? Or would you rather have a scrolling feed where you can comment, where you can type something, where you can text us? That would be interesting, yeah. You know, what would what is the platform in this day of everybody texting all the time? And I think that'd probably be more preferred. You know, maybe you, I'm wrong. That's what I'm that's what I'm curious <laughs> yeah. about. Yeah. Huh. You know, so I, I just wonder a Discord. It's called the Discord. That's what okay. it is. Have you ever heard of the Discord? Nope. <laughs> so you have a Discord channel. <clears throat> Producer Andrew can look into it. Mm-hmm. Producer Andrew's not even listening to us. He's, oh, okay. He's waving. He's waving. Um, it's called it's called a Discord channel, and apparently people can interact live with the show as they're listening. I I don't know how it works. I don't yeah. know if it's something that's going to add a lot more technology level to us or another app at least or what you yeah. know. But um, and, and there you go. If you are a Wheelin listener and you listen to maybe to other shows that have a Discord channel. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to throw one Let out us know there. What you think? There's a prank call show I like to listen to sometimes <laughs> called the Snowplow Show. Mm-hmm. The guy's pretty funny. I mean, he gets a little raw sometimes. Yeah. 
but he's pretty funny. He has a Discord. Apparently, a lot of people like it. So, is there anybody out there that listens to a show that has a Discord channel that wants to do that with us? Yeah. I've got one more comment to add here, being we're talking about producer Andrew. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's a thank you. And you did a great job. We had a little technical error with uh, last week's episode. We lost about 12 seconds of audio. Yeah, we almost lost Project Excursion, too. <laughs> And uh, he was able to recover it with some backup audio, do we call it? Backup audio. And uh, did a great job with it. So, awesome. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah, thanks, Producer Andrew. You almost (laughs) killed me. I'm driving home from work. I had been running loud machines all day, so my ears are already ringing, okay? Mm -hmm. So, I've got my earbuds in. I've got a a pair of wireless earbuds that I picked up at uh, Lowe's of all places because I had a Lowe's gift card, and these are like supposedly construction worker ones, and they're not too bad, but Hmm. so I'm listening to these. I got to see these. I didn't know there was such a grade of earphones. Yeah, they're not really construction grade, but they work pretty good. Mm-hmm. I got them on the car. They're like 17 bucks. So I'm nice. You know, so I've got these things that I've got I've got the volume probably cranked so I can, you know, mm-hmm. the ringing in my ears is So I'm listening to the show cuz like I've said before, I listened for quality control mm-hmm. to our show once. I don't typically go back again ever and listen. Yeah. Once in a while I'll be like, "Oh, what did we say back then?" and I'll listen to it, but mm-hmm. for the most part, every show as it releases, I listen to it for quality control. Boom. Yeah. I'm going home, and I did not. I knew he was having problems with the audio thing. He didn't warn me where it was. He didn't tell me how at the time he had done it. And it's not that the audio is bad, but it goes so differently. Yeah. I just about jumped out of my seat, and I I think it happened. I was driving on Grash, and I was just about to get a 94, and I mm-hmm. just about changed lanes. <laughs> I mean, I was like, what? what was that? Sorry, but that's funny. Yeah, I mean, so that's what I'm saying. I, nice. I, I'm just really glad I didn't run over a pedestrian or whatever, yeah. but... Yeah, was, nice. No, he did. You're right. He did a really oh, yeah. good job yeah. saving it. And because what he had told me when we were talking on the phone about it was that because of where he lost the audio, mm-hmm. and we don't know what happened. It's just like lost. Yeah. Where we lost the audio... He would have had to remove like three or four minutes of conversation to make it seem right. So it was better to keep the conversation in there, pull the audio off of the camcorder uh, for the YouTube, and bump up the volume level. And so it does sound quite different for like 12 seconds. I do like, though, on the YouTube channel... What, yeah. what the what he put in there so yeah I'm trying to remember the exact wording right now <laughs> uh, he says something like our audio's gone wheeling yeah wheeling on a softer trail was it yeah something wheeling like on a softer trail for a few minutes something few like seconds. that yeah, yeah so that was, was awesome it was interesting but yeah um so, always fun when we're getting with electronics <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. speaking of electronics we are talking about for the show here now when we're going to be moving into our new studio do we go with lapel mics do we go with some sort of uh, shotgun mic we don't know yet um i don't know how many other podcasters listen to us um but if there's another podcaster out there that says hey i do this uh you know and it works really good besides what we're doing if you see us on youtube we're i forgot what brand these things are behringer or something the mics? Yeah, the, the KG. mics. The KG? AKG. AKG. Yeah. Um, and, and the sound quality is great on them, but... Oh, yeah, they're phenomenal. If there's mics. something else we need to change up and... Yeah, that'd be awesome. Let us know. And try, you know, so... Yeah. Man, what else you got? This is... You know, been a lot of lot of talk about not, the Gladiator and much. some... I'm, I never thought we'd talk about radios this much. 
Yeah. Either. <laughs> Speaking of your funny old radios, mm-hmm. did you? I got a nineteen like nineteen something. Did you ever see that one basement? I sold? I don't know. I had brand new in the box a AM FM eight track radio Dude. that had a built in CB. That's awesome. Yeah. You told me about it. Yeah. That is awesome. Yeah, I sold it. Um, That's to, what I, I need sold it to an international commando. scout guy. Nice. And I'm going to say he paid a pretty penny for that thing. I believe it. I believe it. That does not sound like a common item. It's apparently <laughs> a fairly rare radio. Guys are looking for them. Um, if you find almost, another, let me know. There was almost a bidding <laughs> war on it when I got oh, wow. it. But yeah. Nice. No, other, other than that, I'm excited. This weekend's forecast looking a little warm, so hoping to get out and get a little bit done on Project XJ at least. It's yeah. been... Longer than I care to admit that I, since I've been able to work on it. So I yeah. got a few. It, I mean, it's it's all paint stuff that's holding me back right now. Obviously, I missed the deadline for the chili run thing. So wasn't that oh, this month? You know, it, or prob- was that last it month? probably was. I don't even know. You're saying thing. I've been so slammed. To work. I feel I don't feel bad anymore. You forgot to. <laughs> I did. Um, I finally got the shop, the thin line off road shop, cleared out enough where I can. Get the axle fixed on project nice. uh, the Brat Pack. Very nice. But then we turned around and filled it with building supplies for the <laughs> studio. <laughs> so Yeah, that we're, happens. We're demo we're demoing out at work at our day job, fairly large industrial building that had a mailroom in it. Mm-hmm. And the mailroom was full of Did night. they have a female room too or just a mailroom? Oh, several, yes. Oh, okay. Um and they had uh Several nice um, <clears throat> cabinet areas and some uh, some doors that it's going to be interesting. Oh yeah. Well, you know, that I was able nice. to salvage enough material that I think we can probably put together something interesting. Oh yeah. And you know, not that it's going to look great as say an off road thing, but mm. it'll be better than a kitchen. Although I like our kitchen table. Yeah. Well, they didn't know it was a kitchen table. Well, I mean, it's supposed to be like an elegant, you know, handmade wood, you know, meeting table or te- conference. Table. Technically, these this is two what they call pub tables because mm-hmm. we're on pub stools, and this was from a long forgotten. This bartender sucks. I just got water. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> this is from a very long forgotten historic place that nobody, a lot of people haven't even heard of anymore, called Kmart. And I um, remember that. Yeah. And they are held together. If you reach underneath, they are held together with um, woodworking clamps. Nice. Big old woodworking. I've been wondering why there's two sets of legs and it's one table. Yeah, because it's two pub tables held together with a set of woodworking clamps. Oh, so that's intentional. Then. Like, yes. you did it? It's not yes. by design? This is oh. one table. This is one table. Well, you couldn't line the stupid lines up before you clamped them, man? No, they, they apparently don't line up. Yeah. But the, the outside edge lines up. No, it doesn't. Doesn't it? No, it's offset. Actually, even if you that would make the alignment worse, exactly, <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, these you know, Hacho and China pub tables are probably not the highest of quality. Nah. And I mean, I can rip on them and say it's Kmart quality because they're long gone too. But blue light special, yeah, it was, <laughs> yeah. Well, that was that was I had these in my old house years ago, did you really? I did. I and uh, my ex wife oh, really wanted, maybe I do. she wanted our, our tables to be the height of. The counter that we had, because mm-hmm. the previous owner had a dining room table that was there, and it looked really goofy because it was lower. So she's like, yeah. no, we need to have this the same height. 
And so she wanted these. We went to all these furniture places, and nothing caught her eye. Hmm. And we just happened to be a couple days later. We're at Kmart, and we're walking through, and we're like, well, seriously, they're like a blue light special, like 150 bucks <laughs> or something. So we bought was them. Was this two houses ago? One. Okay, I was going to say, the two houses ago, I remember it was like one of those old white metal ceramic-like tables. Yeah, that's a Fox Fire Fixins now. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. Very cool. That's uh, one of the things you sit down and eat at at Fox Fire Fixins nice. restaurant. <laughs> well, the fridge is down there, too. I remember that. No, I yeah. remember the table a lot. That was cool. Yeah. But, wow, yeah. I am surrounded by my own personal history, and I'm not sure I like it. Well, yeah, I mean, I got nothing to say. <laughs> Hey, it, it's not that this has any memories. It just literally it worked. Yeah. It looks good yeah. in here. So. Oh, yeah. It's a nice, it is a nice table, really. Yeah, worked out. But yeah. I know some of the chairs are starting to lose screws and stuff. So. Yeah, a little bit. But. That's easy fixing. Well, man, um, it's been fun. I, I, I think we should go over to the Patreon. I think if you listen to the Whelan show and you are interested in hearing us ramble on for yet another... <laughs> You know, anywhere for twenty to twelve to minutes to an, <laughs> to an hour. hour. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it varies. So go to patreon.com, yeah. Look up Wheeling with the apostrophe. You'll find us and subscribe. We really ask that you do that because at two dollars a month is the lowest level. I mean, you don't get anything. Like five dollars a month, you get some decals. What do you mean they don't get anything? They get all kinds of bonus content. Oh yeah, <laughs> they get us. Yeah, you're right. We should pay them. We should really pay them. Yeah, but uh, uh, we'd love for you to do that. It does help to support the show. It helps to support. We were like, like I said, we were able to break it. Yeah, I know. We were able to salvage a bunch of material to be able to build the new studio. But we do have a need for some new mics, um, cables, cables. (laughs) We need cables, and we're not sure exactly what we're going to do with some of the layout. We'd like to kind of get rid of this electronic mess in front of us, yet still have the same quality. Yeah, well, I'm keeping that. No, same quality audio. So. You know, we've got some need for it, and if you want to support us, that's the best way to do yeah, it. Yeah, two bucks a month, it's, I mean, it's easy. Yeah. So. <laughs> well, dude, let's so, go talk on Patreon. Sounds good. Thanks for listening, and have a good one, everybody.